Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to our midweek podcast for Mavilla Presbyterian. Trust you're all keeping safe and well. Uh, we gather this evening uh, to worship our Lord Jesus Christ, to come together as a Christian family, uh, to know of his rich promises in all that we do. Uh, as we come together tonight, as we've done in a couple of these podcasts, I'm going to be interviewing uh, a member of our church family uh, in a little bit in this podcast. Well, as we begin, uh, let me just highlight uh, that we uh, were made aware last week that uh, that we are going to be unable to meet in our church building uh, now until the start of March. So the lockdown is going to be continuing for another couple of weeks. Uh, but please be aware that uh, we are still uh, having our services and you can access them through our YouTube channel. Uh, all information's on Facebook page and on our website. And if you uh, know of someone or you're unable uh, to get access to the internet, then please do get in touch with myself uh, or Brian and we'll be able to organise uh, DVDs or CDs for you uh, to listen to services then as well. With this in mind, uh, we have an extra bonus happening this week. Uh, our Ladies Fellowship Committee have put together uh, a, a, a short video that will be premiered on our YouTube channel on Thursday evening at 6.30. Um, so please uh, take time uh, to watch that. Uh, the uh, YouTube channel it will premiere on 6.30 on Thursday evening. Uh, and a lot of great encouragement in that uh, for all in our church family at this time. As we come uh, together this evening, uh, let us uh, come to God's word first of all. And as uh, we start our service, I want to read these words from Psalm 119. The psalmist tells us, You are my portion, O Lord. I have promised to obey your words. I have sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. This is our prayer as we come together this evening to recognize God's hand upon us and all that we do, longing for him to know us, to search our hearts. As we think of this, let us come to him now in prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this evening. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to worship you together. And Lord, we recognize even in the restrictions that we have at this time and the times, Lord, when we do feel isolated, that you are the God who is able to reach us, who is able to speak into our lives. And we thank you for this. And Lord, we pray this evening for that awareness, Lord, of your hand upon us and all that we may do. For Lord, we recognize it is all too easy uh, to fall away from you, to wander uh, to other things of this world. But Lord, we pray by your spirit, uh, help us to see your hand upon us. Help us to know of that wonderful power that you have, Lord, to direct and guide. For we long uh, to see your gracious and loving ways for us. To come to uh, that uh, place of obedience in you. To know, Lord, of the joy that we have in you. 
We long to live our lives in fullness. And we recognize, Heavenly Father, that the real and only way that this can be done is in the great and the mighty name of Jesus. And so we ask this evening, be with us, Lord, as we look uh, to you. In Jesus' loving name, amen. Well, just before uh, we hear uh, from uh, Ina, uh, one of our leaders uh, in our church family, uh, she's going to uh, be interviewed by myself this evening. Uh, we're going to listen to our first item of praise, this item of praise taken from resigned worship based on the words of Psalm 139, Lord, you have searched me. Before I 
to Ina this evening. It's lovely to have you with us uh, on our podcast. And Ina, you're very welcome uh, to be part of the podcast this evening. Um, first of all, I know there's loads of people in the church family know you well, but tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, your family, your church upbringing, and maybe just some big moments in your life as well. Okay, Robert. Well, thank you. Um, and good evening, everyone. Um, well, I suppose I'll just start at the start then. Um, I first lived in a place called Mackerschoos, and, and that's near Ballygowan. Um, my mum was a farmer's daughter, and her and dad lived in one of my granddad's plots for the early part of their married lives. They moved to a place called Lockery's, which is just a few miles from Yutnard. Some of you may know it. Uh, and they moved there when I was two years old. And that's where I lived uh, until I was married at the age of 20. Um, I have one sister, Eiling, who many of my fellow have now met. Um, she's just a few years older than me, and I'll not tell you how many. Um, and I just love her to bits. We had a very happy family life, and our mum and dad showered us with um, so much love. They were both Christian believers. Uh, my mum was what I would call a traditional Presbyterian. Um, my dad, not so much, but... Uh, Bally Black Presbyterian is where we went to church. We went every Sunday and Eileen and I went to GB and when we were older we also went to the Saturday Night Youth Club. We also went to the Rock Sunday School um, which was run by Raymond and Chrissy Finlay and probably there's many in our church family might know them. I know certainly Wilbert and Betty do because they went to Congregational and there will be others. Well, it was there that the gospel was fully explained to me and there where I accepted Jesus as my saviour. In those days, most kids where I lived went to Sunday school and I know things are very different now, sadly. It wasn't an option in our house. I have to say my mum's example in that very much influenced my parenting. Um, my daughter always knew if you weren't ill or out of the country, you were at your church. And, you know, I still feel very much like that. Um, so I went to Lockery's Primary School, Glastry High, and then to Bangor Tech, where I learned hairdressing. And that's how I started my working life. I left there after a few years and joined the civil service. And 30 years later, I'm still here. Um, during my teenage years, I didn't do life with God. My friends weren't believers. 
and it was easier just to ignore God and live life my way, or so I thought. In my first year of Glastry, when I was still following Jesus, I remember, um, and I remember this so vividly, just being mocked by a group of girls. I was just walking by myself um, in the corridor and they were walking past in a group and one of them said, oh, she's a Christian, you know, in, in that mocking and, and accusing way. And, and they all laughed. And like, I still remember that. That is something that really stands out to me because it, it was awful. It was an awful experience, but... Sadly, I changed, and for the rest of my school years, that could not have been said about me. I then became popular among my peers, and you know what? It felt good. But to cut a long story short, when I went to tech, I met my now best friend, Tamara, and she was a believer. She hung around with a crowd of Christians from Newtonars Baptist, and one night she invited me to a tent mission in Londonderry Park, where Sam Workman was preaching. That was the night I met my Brian. And he, because he was one of that group. And so I started to go out with him. And one night as he left me home, he he just said to me, you know, you know, would you not think about becoming a Christian again? Well, you know, I just said, I'll think about it. Um, But that very night, you know, I was under deep conviction for my sin. And I knelt beside my bed and, and I did recommit my life to God. And, you know, as I said on Sunday in my introduction um, to that um, song, I I cried so many tears um, as I confessed my sin. But as he promises he will, God forgive me. And just like that, and that's all it takes, I was back in relationship with him. And the relief and joy I felt that night was just indescribable. From then on, I started to grow in my faith and relationship with God. And I'm thankful that he has kept me to this day. So moving on, Brian and I married in 1990, and I know that God picked him out for me. He really is a fantastic husband, and I am so blessed by him. Shannon then, as her only child, was born four years later. And again, I have no words to tell you how much we just love her. I prayed for Shannon. Didn't know it was going to be Shannon, but I prayed for years before she appeared that God would save her and that she would grow up to love and honor him. And Brian and I are so proud of her, you know, for so many reasons, as as all parents are, of course. But I'm so thankful for her salvation and her love for God. She's now married to Will. He is is just a darling and we love him so much too. They're very involved in their church and that just makes me so happy. In terms of big life moments, there have been some, but I suppose one of the biggest things to test my faith was when my dad took cancer. I was 24 at that time and pregnant with Shannon and he died just six months after diagnosis at the age of 57. So he never got to meet her. Um, And that really does break my heart because they would have just loved each other. I, I, at that time I prayed and I really believed that God was going to heal him. So when that didn't happen, my faith really did take a big knock. Um, What I would say is I have matured enough now to know that physical healing is not always in God will. But at that time, I just could not get my head around it at all. I was angry with God, found it really difficult to pray and really struggled for a while. Looking back now, I'm so disappointed about how I reacted. But God didn't give up on me. And, you know, he sent people to encourage me. And, you know, I, I grieved and eventually I was able to heal. I learned, I really did learn to be thankful, you know, uh, when I look back for having such an amazing dad, he was brilliant. But the fact too, that he was saved and that I would see him again and then forever, you know, that, 
that is everything really and that's what I should have focused on but I didn't I know God's ways aren't mine and his plan is always better because he sees the big picture you know he's God I'm not and I have to remember that and the truth is I'll never know the hows and whys of, of some of the things this side of heaven but I do know God's character I know he's perfect I know he's for me and he's not against me I know I can trust him I have to let go and let God. It's not always easy. And I'm still learning, that's for sure. But it's what's right. It's good. It's what I need to do. You know, later, I had a very dear friend called Julie who died of cancer when she was only 39. And fellow friends know her very well as, as they took her very much into their hearts. But when she was ill, then the experience I had with my dad meant I was better able to cope, but also that I was able to help her spiritually too. Um, you know, I, I asked God for two things when Julie took cancer. I asked him to save her and I asked him to heal her. And he didn't heal her, but he did graciously save her. And that was far, far better. And I'll see her again too. So that's probably a summary, Robert, or a quick tour of my life and one big event. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ina. And I, I think it is really encouraging to people listening in just to think about that idea of, God um, teaching us, helping us grow, even in circumstances that we find difficult and hard, Yeah, that God is still in them and he's actually helping us grow through them as well. And so that's a real encouragement, Nina. Thank you. I know that's not easy uh, sometimes just to share through uh, the story, but maybe uh, moving on, tell us a little bit about what or who has been a big influence, uh, a Christian influence in your life. Well, you know, Robert, there's been so many people at different times in my life. Um, and, you know, I believe each one was sent from God to encourage me and challenge me just at the time that I needed it. Um, sometimes that's a sermon, um, a word of encouragement or simply a hug. But all was what I needed just at that time. And I've known God to be working through so many people and so many people that you mean you could never just mention them all. I, I am so blessed by the people and the Christian people in my life. Um, I suppose to start with, I'm so grateful for praying parents. Um, every night without fail, they knelt, you know, they knelt at each side of their bed um, to pray. And I know I was in their prayers. I, I know that. And, you know, who knows? God might be answering some of them still as my life pray, plays out and as Eileen's life plays out. Um, you know, sadly, my, my lovely mum died 10 years after dad. And it was after that, that at around that time, actually, that I got to know David Farris, um, who all of our church know as an incredibly godly man who prays and prays without ceasing. Well, you know, he started to pray for me at that time. And I know he still does. But I was so grateful because um, I no longer had my mum's prayers. And I just think it was incredible how God raised David up in my life to take over her prayers, you know, to take over that that for me. Um, and I know it's not just me that David prays for. Every single person connected to Mavilla will have had David pray for them. He was a really great spiritual encourager to me at that time and still is. He still is. And I will be forever grateful for his leadership and his encouragement, his spiritual encouragement at that time. You know, there are others in my villa, you know, who constantly encourage and pray for me and they know who they are. I mean, I am so grateful to them. I tell them I love them all the time. So 
they know who they are and there's too many dimensions so so many special people and um, but I'm so grateful for them you know other people know my friend Stephen Hill and his lovely wife Sonia um, who I actually um, met at the time Julie was ill we met at a prayer meeting and we've been friends ever since again he's a man of prayer uh, and a constant spiritual encourager to me I love his ministry and I actually love now that I get to sing with him and Sonia and Gareth in the group which is an amazing privilege I suppose really when I'm thinking about the people and they are the primary encouragers that God sends to me, but in addition to the people, I would definitely have to mention the Freedom in Christ ministry. And there's probably lots of people in the villa going, oh no, here she goes again. But it was a massive influence for good on my Christian life. Um, I knew salvation was by faith alone, by grace alone, and that it was God's gift that I couldn't earn my way into his favor. And that my salvation was in no way ever connected to how I performed. I knew all that. I knew that it was about what Jesus did on the cross and just me accepting that. But even knowing all of that, I still ended up comparing myself to others, you know, deciding I wasn't enough and just striving all the time. And it is exhausting. It really is exhausting. And so many things you want to give up because you're not as good as someone else. Um, but going through the Freedom in Christ course um, changed my Christian walk so much. Um, it was gospel truth I'd heard before, based completely on scripture, and scripture I knew so well. But just the way it was presented and explained just made everything new. I learned that I was forgiven and accepted and secure. And no matter how I felt on, on any particular day, I mean probably even through this interview, you know how emotional I am and that's how I get, that's how I am on any day. But that doesn't change things. The truth is still the truth, regardless of those emotions. And no matter how holy I felt one day, you know, or, or how I performed, it wasn't about that. It was about the cross. It was a finished work. It was what Jesus did. So just really accepting that into my heart really made a massive difference. And I, I did find a new sense of joy and acceptance after that. And I recommend it to anyone who has feelings of inadequacy, definitely. The truth is, on our own, we'll never be good enough. You know, I've lost count of my failures, even today, on a daily basis. I mean, I rack them up at an alarming rate. But salvation is about God's gift, not how good I am. So those were the big influencers for me, Robert. <laughs> thank you, Ina. Uh, thank you. That's really helpful. And uh, I, I know uh, uh, there's... I'm sure you could have uh, put a page in a list of names that you, you could have gone down with that as well. And I, I think that's the thing that God brings people into our lives at certain times to help. And that just uh, example you gave of David Farris is it's such helpful uh, for people just to keep in mind that way too, that um, mm -hmm. just to keep, keep in touch with people, especially yeah. through the, this time as well, when it's really difficult sometimes to keep in touch with people. Yeah. Keep in touch and you never know the influence you have in someone's life too. No, absolutely, 100%. Over this last year, it's, it's been a really difficult time uh, for many. And what would you say to people as a Christian to encourage people who are finding things difficult at the minute in time too? 
Um, well, you know, I realise that everyone has a different view of life and very different hopes and struggles than I have. My circumstances, my home life, my finances, all of those things are very different than maybe the person who sits next to me. But we're all unique and what works for me and what I need is not always what will bless someone else. But to fellow believers, you know, I'd say the only way is to stick with God, no matter what comes, and to hold on to every one of his promises, to get to know them and to hold on tight to them. I know that nothing is happening now as a surprise to God. And in fact, you know, he told us all about these difficult times, so we wouldn't be surprised and we would be ready. But even so, it's still so hard Um I just recently read a book called Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes um, by Rick Renner. And my small group know all about this because I've raved about it. And a couple of them have actually ordered it. And it's, it's based on Matthew 24 and, you know, um, the conversation with the disciples about the signs before Jesus comes. And it is an easy read. And it really helped me understand the scripture about Jesus' return. Um, so I, I definitely recommend it. But I do believe that he is coming back very soon. I really do. And all the terrible things that are happening now, including this pandemic, are foretold. And there's much more to come, sadly. Um, but I think that reminding myself of what is written in God's word and trying to think about it in light of eternity, you know, that this world is not all there is. You know, it does help me to cope. It really does on any given day that live or die, those who are trusting in Jesus are completely secure and have the best future possible. You know, this this part of our life is goes past so quickly. And I'm 50. I know this. I can't believe my daughter's married and all the rest of it. You know, life flies past. But eternity is forever and ever and ever. And it's going to be magnificent. So, uh, you know, just thinking about life where we can. It's not always easy, but where we can to think about the bigger picture. I suppose I think, too, it's so important to stay connected, just what you were saying earlier there, Robert, but connected to like-minded people, people who are going to encourage us and sometimes challenge us in our thinking because we do need that. I certainly do. You know, God sets us up as a family. Ephesians sets it out so well in that study that we did in Ephesians. It, you know, just reminds us how we are set up not to be solo, to be connected and to work as a family and that every single part of us have a part to play. But staying connected to our church family in these days is so important. It's just so easy not to tune into services and, you know, just to, you know, not get involved at all. Um but I'd encourage everyone to tune into church at every opportunity, you know, to keep in touch by phone or text. And, and, you know, if you're really worried about anything, reach out to someone who you know will help you. Talk it out and don't let it fester. And um, there is always someone in this church family who will help you. There are so many. And I mean, that's so evident in the WhatsApp group, you know, the, the connections that are going back and forward, the banter, the fun, you know, all of that is so, it's, it's so lovely to see and be involved in. Um, but, you know, the love that is there and everybody's always about helping about each other. That is, that is what this church family is about. Um, so use it, be part of that family, you know, and get involved. But I suppose the main message is to stay connected to God first, you know, absolutely 100%. And everything and everyone else will flow from that. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Ina. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it, um, that even um, 
we're, we're longing for the day when we'll see everybody again. We're longing the day when we're able to just touch people again properly yeah. and able to hug people again, things too. Um, but even through this year, I, I'm struggling now to think of church before the WhatsApp group because there's, yeah. it's a great way of communicating and there, there's, there's good things actually have come out of this as well that yeah. we're able to keep going afterwards, you know, and there's things like the, the WhatsApp group where there's prayer points and things like that that we, we want to continue to share with others uh, and we get, keep people praying for things. And it's, it's lovely, isn't it, uh, just to see sometimes when you have a, a prayer point put in WhatsApp and you come back to it about an hour later and there's probably about 15 messages all just saying praying or praying hands with it. And yeah. you know there's people praying for that specific request too. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, well, uh, lastly, what difference uh, does being a Christian have uh, on your life? I, I just I can't imagine life without God. I just can't. I, I don't know how people exist without the peace of God and the security of salvation. And especially in these days, I mean, my faith is everything to me. Um, and I absolutely depend on God so much. You know, I couldn't survive without prayer. No Christian can, of course. Um, but I seriously have to pray my way through everything. You know, I, I do just, you know, in work and difficult things, anything I have to write or whatever, you know, I just I just pray my way through everything. But and God does bring me through it all. Like he, he does answer. There's not one single prayer he has ever not answered for me. Okay, he says no, yes, wait, whatever he says. But you know, I know that when I've given it to him, that you know, whatever the outcome is, well, then that's that's what's God decide and that's what's best. Um, you know, life isn't easy. Uh, I think of no matter of what stage of life we're in, um, it brings its own problems and concerns. Um, but I have learned to lean on God completely and utterly. I know if I've prayed about it, I can face it because um, he'll give me the strength. I've said this before, but everything, um, my job, my capability, my relationship with others, all of it depends on my relationship with God. If I'm connected to him, if I'm faithfully reading his word, if I'm praying, if I'm faithful at church and in service to him, life is just better. Um, and I don't mean if I'm performing well in all of those things. I don't mean that whatsoever. I just mean if my relationship with God is right and I'm loving him and connected to, to him the way I should be, then no matter what I face, I can do it because he does give me the strength and he gives me the wisdom and he gives me peace of mind. Philippians 4 and 7 says, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I absolutely know that to be true. And only a believer can know that peace. He has provided for us in every way. And I just love him so much. I really do. I long for everyone I know to trust um, him as saviour, especially my family. I really do. But just so that they can know him like I do and you know that they can have what I have it, it's just I want everybody to have it I just do um it's so good and I'll happily boast of his love for me at every opportunity um he's just everything and I wouldn't want to do life without him I could I just couldn't there's nothing else in this whole world that compares and I, I've had life without him and so I know what I'm talking about and it's just nothing without him. There's no comparison. And, you know, just what we're saying earlier, heaven is going to be incredible. We have the most loving, wonderful God. And um, he's with me now. 
he's in my future but then that's forever and ever more and we're going to see him face to face and we're going to be with other believers and it's just going to be amazing uh, you know thank you uh, you know what I we could go on for another half hour I could I keep uh, <laughs> chatting to you for another half hour but our time is up so thank you very much for joining us in the podcast this evening Ina, you picked our last item of praise for this evening, Blessed Assurance. Uh, would you like to just introduce it before it's played? Yeah, so Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. And again, that is something to boast about. If you know Jesus is Lord and Saviour, as I am so blessed that I do, you know, we need to shout it from the rooftops and we need to tell others. Um, I heard this song sung at um, Gladys Surgeoner's funeral. Mm. It was such a joy I mean that funeral was so uh, victorious it was magnificent Gladys was an amazing woman as Ken is uh, too um, but her grandson Ken and Gladys grandson um, sang that song and I'd never heard it sung like it before it was out of this world but the words in it are magnificent um, and you know, Jesus is mine and it is a blessed assurance. Um, it's something that the world can't take away from you, that a pandemic can't take away from you. Um, and it is certainly something to shout about. Ina, thank you again. Uh, let's listen uh, to our next item of praise. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Filled with 
As we come to the end of our podcast this evening, let us just take some time now in prayer for one another. And as we do that, let me read these words, Jesus' words from John 15. As he speaks to his disciples before going to the cross, he says to them, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. What a wonderful promise that is as we come uh, to follow Jesus through our lives that we will bear fruit that will last into eternity. That we may know God's uh, great promises throughout. I don't know what is happening in each of your individual lives at this time. I know there's been many over the last couple of weeks that uh, have faced great uncertainty with being in and out of hospital, with waiting and test results. But here we have this awareness that as we look to follow our Lord Jesus, that these temporary things of this world will come to an end, but there is something more, there is something greater that our uh, work will last into eternity, all in Jesus' name. With this in mind, let us come together in prayer for one another. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity uh, just to hear of Ina's story tonight and the things that you have done in her life. We thank you, Lord, for that the encouragement that is to each one of us. And Lord, we asked that as we think about our own story this evening, as we think about what it is that you have been doing in our lives, we ask, Lord, for that great awareness, Lord, that it isn't just about here and now, but it is about what you are doing, what you are continuing to do, working out your plans each and every day. And Lord, we pray that we may have uh, that eternal vision knowing, Lord, of what you are saving us for, looking where you are taking us. And Lord, we lift up before you this evening those who have faced great uncertainty over these number of weeks, those, Lord, who have faced having to go into hospital or having to face test results coming back. Lord, we ask that they may completely know of your loving hand upon them each and every step of the way that they may know, Lord, that you are with them throughout. And Lord, that they may not lose sight of what you have already done in their lives, that they may know, Lord, that through all that they may face, they face it with you. Heavenly Father, we lift up before you those who are facing great uncertainty in their livelihoods at this time also. Lord, who are maybe facing a crossroads in their life, not knowing what the next step will be. And Lord, we pray, by your hand, make things clear to them. 
Help them know, Lord, that you are in control and that you will guide them, Lord, as they put their trust in you. Lord, we want to lift up to you our young people through these days also. Lord, recognising that they too face so much uncertainty, Lord, through all that is happening. And Lord, we ask that you may continue to protect them. Lord, that they may have that great awareness, Lord, that as uh, they uh, look to study, as they look uh, to uh, honour you, that you are with them throughout all that they may do. And Lord, we pray, Lord, for pressures that people are put under, Lord, through these days, that we may know that eternal perspective, that in all, Lord, that we may face, that you are guiding us to so much more and so many greater things. Lord, we lift up before you our church family at this time. When we are not able to meet physically, when we're not able to meet face to face, Lord, we ask of your hand of mercy and love to us, Lord, that we may be aware, Lord, of those opportunities, Lord, to chat with one another, uh, to share your love with one another. And Lord, you may help us to reach out even in the difficulties of these days, to let others know that we are continuing to think of them and pray for them in all that they may face. Lord, we ask all these things now. In the great and the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Well, thank you everyone for listening this evening. May you know God's rich blessing uh, through these days ahead. And we'll finish together with the words of the benediction. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.